Welcome to this podcast for the Clinical Teacher recorded in Melbourne and Wellington on Monday the 28th of March 2011. My name's Steve Trumbull and I'm joined by Sue Pullen and Peter Gallagher from the University of Otago whose article on travelling educational workshops was published in the March 2011 issue of the Clinical Teacher. Hello Sue, you're on the line first. Hello Steve. Welcome. Now your medical course is delivered at three separate sites, isn't it, in New Zealand which are about... 800 kilometres apart, 500 miles apart? That's right. Yeah, so there must be all sorts of challenges in building a cohort of effective clinical teachers across such dispersed geography. How have you gone about it? We have a number of uh, medical education people at each of three sites across that distance, as well as a number of smaller regional bases from which clinical teachers work. So clearly getting all those people together face-to-face very often is uh, is just not, not doable. So in response to that problem, at the Wellington site of the University of Otago, which is in the lower North Island, we've developed a series of travelling educational workshops whereby the teachers go to the clinical teachers rather than expecting the clinical teachers to uh, necessarily come to us. Now, I don't like to say this, but it sounds a bit old school to actually get out and get face-to-face. What about online learning and um, various other IT solutions to such a dispersed geography? Yeah, I mean, that's a very good question, Steve, and one that we, we did raise in our article. We fully accept that, of course, online learning is sophisticated these days and can achieve a great deal. But one of the things that was most valuable in these workshops that people told us about was the ability to interact with their colleagues as teachers, to be able to discuss process issues as much as content issues, to give people a sense of being able to belong to a university when otherwise they didn't, uh, and the ability to ask questions of us, uh, not necessarily just in relation to teaching, but about the university and the university's direction as a whole. So it sounds like almost like the background um, curriculum was as important as the explicit content that you were teaching. The the getting together and meeting people face-to-face is very valued by clinical teachers. It is indeed, and I think many of the sessions did raise uh, raise emotions to a, an extent that we were quite surprised at. Often people, clinical teachers, only experience of medical education was the medical education they had received themselves as students, and we certainly got some very rich and emotionally charged narratives from that discourse. Of people feeling that they they were teaching because they wanted to improve on their own experiences as students? In a nutshell, yes. Okay. Well, that's always a motivator, and I guess it's no less valid a motivator than um, than anything else. Uh, I see a parallel, though, with what you were actually trying to teach, which was the skills of relationship development with the students. In some ways, you're doing the same thing. You're developing relationships between the university and the teachers. That's exactly right. And I think one of the things that always comes as a surprise to clinical teachers is that a lot of the content knowledge that they think they need actually is not particularly important. What they much more need are their relationship skills. The kind of skills they use with patients are actually very transferable to students if only they can see that and articulate that. It does seem to be an important message to get across that none of this is all that difficult given that a lot of the um, clinical skills actually do um, parallel the the teaching skills that they've um, already got on board. It's just unleashing them. That's right. That's right. So what about when you go out to the uh, the more remote areas? People are obviously very busy. Uh, how do you go about getting time from them? 
Well, look, at this stage, Steve, I wonder if I should hand over to my colleague, Peter Gallagher. You might have to repeat your question, but I think he's a, he's well positioned to answer that. Sure. Okay. Thanks, Sue. So here we go. Steve. Hello, Peter. So the question really was about getting time with these busy clinicians. It's a bit of a truism that the further away you go from the centre, the busier the clinicians are, perhaps, with uh, workforce issues being what they are. How do you go about getting time from people to actually attend face-to-face meetings? Aren't they looking for things they can do in their own time online rather than spending time face-to-face? I run a parallel project and asked that very question about using um, online resources. And the thing that people came across that they wanted the most was um, to feel connected. Yes. So we, we, we felt in line with building a community of practice that you had to go out and meet people first. So that's what we did. We, uh, we, we scheduled face-to-face workshops. And, of course, not everybody turned up, not many turned up, and sometimes nobody turned up. But um, we felt people given a, uh, a timetable and, and a menu of um, sessions to choose from increase the likelihood of, um, of, of attendance. Mm, big investment of your time. Is there a second trip around where you go around and build on the relationship you've developed with something more content-focused? Um, yeah, that's what we did. We, we, we devised a program. I guess we trawled the literature for the kind of uh, material that um, busy clinicians found useful in their teaching of medical students, mm. uh, and, we, and we use that to guide um, uh, content for the workshops. So what sort of content, apart from the attitudinal things that Sue mentioned, what sort of content did you find that the clinicians wanted most? Uh, teaching on the run, bedside teaching, small group work, dealing with difficult students, uh, challenges in assessing things as kind of apparently abstract as professionalism and, uh, and competence. Mm. That's a broad range of things, isn't it? Very practical skills through to some of the abstract things that we all struggle with. Yeah, that, uh, that's what we, we, we tried to do. And we packaged them so somebody could attend one session or they could attend a set of sessions uh, for which they were given a, uh, a certificate of attendance. Mm, I see. So some token of having attended and to firm up that relationship further. I was interested in one of the comments in your article was about whether it's better to sort of travel widely and give a little education to a lot of people or whether to select maybe a few champions in each region and focus on them. What was your strategy in the end? What did you think was the best way to go? We went for the uh, uh, getting as many people as possible. Um, The first year we ran uh, a number of topics and the second year we ran some different topics. And what we got was some of the same people came and some different people came. So we, we, in the end, we probably got about 100 people who turned up, where I guess if we'd targeted the same people again, we'd have had an intensely, more intensely prepared group, uh, but less people able to function better as clinical teachers. Mm. Maybe you can focus on both those groups, I guess, and sort of have the big substrate of clinical teachers who get some contact with you and then select out those who might go to a deeper level and develop further mastery in the skills of teaching. Yeah, well, one of the things we did was to work with one group of uh, uh, clinical teachers uh, to develop a kind of a, a more intense program which ran over two days and also to suggest that people who were interested in getting a formal educational qualification in uh, Uh, medical education where they could actually find those programs great all right well it sounds like a wonderful program and i'd certainly would commend the article to uh, listeners to uh, get the journal the march issue of 2011 uh, and have a read of it because i think there's some really useful tips for those who are trying to uh, provide teacher development in a dispersed geography or even those who aren't it's about relating to the teachers so thank you to sue and also to you peter and all the very best Okay, thank you very much.